The text of Elfrida Jelinek, published today in Australia, On the Royal Road, was written in 2016 in reaction to the election of Donald Trump. And if you have never heard about Jelinek, even though she was awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature in 2004, you will certainly be in for a surprise. I discovered her work when the novel Lust was translated into French in 1991. She had already published The Piano Teacher, a novel later turned into a movie. And while reading Lust, I remember thinking that I had never seen something like it. I was speechless, blown away not so much by the violence and the pornography of the text, as critics spitefully noticed at the time, but by the freedom. I couldn't believe that a woman writer could be so bold, so fearless, so unconcerned by the moral taboos strapping society and literature. But let's put Yelinek's beginnings in their context. Why was it so extraordinary to write openly about sex, abuse, violence, male domination, especially from a woman's point of view? It may sound strange, but we should remind ourselves that feminism came to existence only a few decades ago, after the Second World War. The leading values of the first half of the last century were chauvinist, white, western, spoken from men in a position of power, and as a consequence, women, any women, housewives or writers, were voiceless or silenced. In literature, only men had openly talked about their sexuality, but it was not a proper topic for a woman writer. Things started to change. Feminists strived in the 70s and 80s. Then in the 90s, there was a backlash against them. They were asked to be quieter. In short, we've heard enough of you. And it was exactly when Jelinek published Lust. 21 years later, the piano teacher. Jelinek was awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature, and that was in 2004. It ruffled a few feathers again, and this time the hostility came from the fact that Jelinek's work didn't abide by the norms of a well-crafted prose or traditional genre. In short, she didn't deliver what was expected in literature. Why? Because she never wrote to please or entertain her audience. As I mentioned above, just after the election of Donald Trump, in 2016, Yelinek wrote On the Royal Road. But the name of Trump is never mentioned. The main character is called the King. Yelinek's work is a long monologue uttered by a blind seer with bleeding eyes. The seer is Miss Piggy, one of the characters of the Mapper True. The text, between tragedy and comedy, has been staged by directors in Germany, France, the US and Australia, but it is not a play. Jelinek explains in an interview that, quote, strangely for her, writing for theatre has nothing to do with the practice of theatre. Rather, she uses theatre as a coin of license to write. Privately, she speaks very little, but her language for the theatre is like an exhibiting, end of the quote. 
an unruly flow of speech might be disconcerting, but reading Yelinek, and especially on the royal road, was for me more than reading. Because stepping into Yelinek's world is entering a vortex of words that pulls you to the next paragraph and constantly draws you forward. The author explains that when she writes, she is in a state of stimulating trance between awake and sleep, and anyone who reads her work will experience the same trance. Hitchpate throws new hardies cast pell-mell like flotsam and jetsam on a beach, according to her own words, and you'll pick out of it what you want, or what appeals to you. Satara, Pam's information about the making of Donald Trump, social commentary, reference to Austrian history, etc. It draws you further, and that's what Yellingek is aiming at. You'll find a free association of ideas, and they bulk will make sense page after page. She says she makes conscience in motion. Now, how Donald Trump's rise to power is analyzed. On the Royal Road is not an essay. You're not going to find parallels between Donald Trump becoming the king and Hitler becoming the Führer, even though the similarities are obvious. The making of Trump is dissected with precision. Reading Yelinek was for me an eye-opener about Trump's past. Like a lot of people, I guess, I mainly saw Trump as a clown, an obnoxious mogul, someone from the reality TV, but I discovered much more, thanks to Yelinek's work. I learned how Trump grew to be a swindler. Many facts, details, dates, names, scandals behind the making of Donald Trump can be found in the book of David K. Johnston, mentioned by Jelinek in a biography. I encourage anyone to watch Johnston's presentation of his book on YouTube. Johnston, who has known Trump for years, explains clearly how Trump has been running a scam all along because he is essentially a fraud. Johnson explains how Trump worked with organized crime, drug dealers. We learn about the scandal with the Dutch bank, how he cheated his employees out of their wages, the scandal of his tax return, his business deals with foreign countries, and much more. In short, he has never been the successful businessman he pretended to be, and worst of all, he was not morally fit to run a country. And still, he was elected. But why? How could it be possible? Well, that's the point. After all, how a powerful and modern democracy could prefer to cast their votes for a con man than for any politician? Well, that's what you're going to discover in Yelinek's book. Trump fooled his electorate by selling a deceitful image of himself. And Yelinek's work is fascinating. Because on the one hand, it is satirical, funny, witty, and portrays Trump's as a clown, a monstrous ubu, or someone like Arturo Uy, like in Brecht play, The Resistible Rise of Arturo Uy. And on the other hand, it discloses the tragedy, the hoax, this aberration in history, the wannabe dictator, the wolf in sheep's clothing, 
a dangerous man who was able to deceive a country and become president. Reading Gelinek will also make you think. For me, I kept pondering about her society and I asked myself, why him? When it was clear well before he was elected that the man was mentally unbalanced, egocentered, a psychopath, watching his behavior was enough to get the whole picture. Still, why him? Then I listened to radio program dating back to 2016, before Trump was elected, and I realized that back then, no one amongst the elite believed that Trump will be elected when, quote, from on the royal road, we were told he'd never be elected and we believed it when all of us see nothing, end of the quote. Back then, Trump was regarded as a powerful man able to protect the U.S. He declared, I alone can save you. He was seen as someone who would restore the country to its former glory, and he was a wonderful opportunity for the U.S. Well, this last sentence, as unbelievable as it is, that's what I heard on very serious program in 2016. One of the fundamental questions raised by Jelinek is the blindness of the thinkers or so-called intellectual. After all, on the royal role is told by Miss Piggy, a puppet, a blind seer. Jelinek refers here to Martin Heidegger, the philosophical genius, who let himself be blinded by the Führer and naively thought that he, the thinker, could lead the leader, as Gita Honegger, who translated On the Royal Road into English, mentions in her introduction. Still, the thinker, even though he is a genius, is blind. Blind to real life, disconnected from reality, everyday problems, unemployment, poverty, disenfranchised Germany, if we think of Hitler, or disenfranchised America with Trump. The American elite scorned Trump's electorate as much as Trump electorate hated them, yes, both ignore each other, lived in parallel worlds, in their own bubble. And ignoring is a dangerous attitude. It leads, as we saw, to a divided country, violence, and eventually develops into dictatorship. Jelinek was able to write in 2016 what would happen over the four following years, clearly foreseeing the devastating effect of the Trump administration and drawing a parallel with the rise to power of Hitler, which she understood through her own family history, witness as she has been of the harmful consequences of the Nazi regime in Austria. Trump has been the man who only spring disaster. And we know what happened to the US because time has proven that Trump was not able to save the country as he promised. By 2020, we have seen the rise of the white supremacy, the rise of xenophobia, the United States becoming the divided states, poverty, unemployment, the triumph of business aristocrats, and so many people who worked for the common good Judges, lawyers, doctors, administrative officers who lost their jobs after the Trump administration fired them or caught them in litigations. 
And now, in February 2021, we saw how Trump's conspiracy theory, accusation of electoral fraud, the way he fueled the violence last January, harmed and divided the country by undermining the very roots of democracy. Now, I would like to expand a little on the blind seer. Why is the seer blind? It is a metaphor for the intellectuals, but also for our childish times, when no one wants to face the truth, the danger, including the danger to be led by a dictator. As Johnston's puts it, the public doesn't want aggressive journalism thinking. We don't want you doing what you do because it upsets us. We don't want to know. And we could add, with Jelinek, the public doesn't want aggressive literature. They don't want to know. They want to be entertained, distracted, but they don't want to think. Reading Jelinek will also make you ponder about the future. We know what happened. Trump is gone. Joe Biden has been elected. Still, is it the end? Should we turn the page and think, let's forget, never again? Is someone like Trump has a chance to be elected in any modern democracy? Yes, in every democracy there is a Trump in hiding. It happened in the past and it will happen again. And Trump is still well alive in America today. The election of a con man who never held any prior government or administrative office reminded me of Silvio Berlusconi in Italy, who had no political past. They both chased their own personal interests. None of them came from the political world, or the intellectual world, or the sport world, but the profiteer's world. On the Royal Road is a cruel assessment of La Société du Spectacle, the essay of Guy Debord on the televisual spectacle, and Debord would certainly be shocked if he could see 50 years later the stupidity of what's on offer, the influence of Fox News, that literally brainwash views, spreading a malignant influence in the US, the reality shows, the fake news, the omnipresence of social medias, the way they make a public opinion, the way they draw people to the street, to violence, to believe any hoax, Facebook or the book of faces, as Jelinek says, where no one writes but tweets like brainless birds or click on a like, all that proves the lack of common sense and the general dumbing down of our society. But what does the writer do about it? How can he ring the alarm bell? Jelinek derides the time of old when thinkers, intellectual leaders and serious journalists thought they could provide answers for a better world. Reading and thinking would educate the masses, they thought. The age of enlightenment would turn men into better human beings. The lamp of reason would lead the way. Still, that time is over, Yelinek says. It's a comedy as much as it is a tragedy. Quote, the thinking collapses without the thinker having noticed. End of quote. When one thinks of the age of enlightenment, one concludes that nowadays the lights have been turned off. Well, the writer keeps writing, aware that we have reached the end of an era. Quote, You are not a saviour. You are not one who talks. 
but one who writes. It is quieter, makes less noise. Okay, have it your way. There is no one, literally no one who listens. They are listening to someone else. You and your kind are no longer important. End of quote. Remember the man preaching in the desert? Well, that's a writer. That's what the writer does, preaching in the desert. I'll keep in mind a very striking paragraph which expresses the tragedy of any writer, any thinker, any serious journalist, who will soon be discarded because no one needs him, no one wants him, no one wants to hear him. Quote, I am not. I am and I am not. I must let go of my hopeful inclination to speak and be listened to, brush it off, this inclination, which became hopeless long ago. Who are we, anyway? Who do we think we are to talk the way we do? That's over. We are dying of our own failure, and now we are despised. For what we were recently praised for, got almost immortal, yes, the thinkers, yes, but also the poets, the writers, pretty important too, and this says one, who will soon die, who no longer can foster any illusions. None of her words will survive. Already now, none is alive anymore. End of quote. Yelinek is a woman with the bleeding eyes, the prophetess of Delphia, with a bleeding mouth. But she doesn't want to be taken in. She writes with her own weapons, aware that writing doesn't do anything anymore. The writer is useless. Still, she writes, she inspires us, she forces us to think, and we can thank her for that.